church, family, theology, news, entertainment, evangelism. If it's Christian, then we're talking about it. This is the Mike Charleston Podcast. Welcome to another episode of the Mike Charleston Podcast. I am Mike Charleston, your host, and today we are joined by uh, with Larry Grimm. He's on the phone right now, right? I am here, yeah. Okay, so hopefully we are not going to have any phone issues this time, right, Larry? Larry, what are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> that is fun. Um, yeah, it seems like it is raining again. Right. But this is Florida, and it is summertime. But it's not storming, so we should be good. Well, like usual, we are we're gonna uh, take a few minutes and just kind of talk about what's been going on in our lives this week. Some of the listeners care, some of them don't. So those that those that don't, you can get, just keep pressing that fast forward button a little bit, I guess. I don't know, but uh, this will be short and sweet. Actually, it won't be that short. Actually, we we actually have had a very busy, busy week. But Larry, you went to Georgia this weekend, so you've been doing something. So, Larry, what are you doing? What are you? What have you been doing? <laughs> well, we did go to Georgia. We went to a family. They have. I don't know if I get, should give names, but you know, it's family you. in Georgia. Right. Well, I'll, I'll wait. I'll, I don't know because I, I didn't talk to them, or you know, I didn't. Anyway, it's a family in Georgia. Getting, yeah, family in Georgia. For six weeks in the summertime, they have volleyball at their house. And then you have a meal, and then there's some. They do a, a message and some music and stuff. Well, this weekend was the last weekend of the six weeks, mm. and we got the we got invited up there because three of our kids went two weeks ago. And they said, "Oh, we got to go," and they were having the RMO, the Rocky Mountain Outreach kind of reunion. Right. So my weekend. kids went. Right, and Ben was speaking, and we stayed with this family that we didn't know. I and you know I don't I'm not a really people person. I mean, I used to be a people person, but people ruined it. That's right. It's, <laughs> we need the little drum well, we hat. That's <laughs> well. We stayed at this family, and we didn't know them, but they opened their house to us, and phenomenal. It just it was just. It was just great. I mean, just super nice family. And they live on a lake. They took us out on their boat Saturday. And nice. we just had a blast. And the kids got to be pulled around on a tube. And, and oh, this is funny. He said, Riley, he didn't want to go. He didn't want to go. 12 and, right. And I said, Riley, you got to try it. Just get on the tube. Because he saw Andrew and this other guy, his son, his oldest son went. And, you know, of course, He's trying to, he's doing everything he can to dump them on this oh, tube. Sure, and so sure. he's whipping them around and it just, it's, and they're hitting waves and all this. But Riley sees that. And he's like, I don't want to be a part of that. <laughs> no, right. But so the guy, he's like, I'll go, I won't go that, I won't be like that. I will go easy, which he did for a few minutes. <laughs> okay. <laughs> because it gets boring, you know. <laughs> oh, poor Riley. So he dumped them, and then he gets back. They get back on again, and um, and they are going again, and then he dumps them again. But it's a, I mean, it's it's a workout. Oh sure, because you're holding on, and it. And so after the second time, Riley's like, "I'm done." But I asked him later if he enjoyed it, or what he thought. He goes, "It was terrifying." Oh wow! Okay. <laughs> But I, but I said, did you have fun? He goes, oh yeah, it was a blast. I said, well, I told you. The first time I ever went water skiing uh, or water tubing, my dad took us out to the lake and he had a boat. And but we had skis too, so I'd never been water skiing. We've been tubing before, so the first time yeah. I get skis, and so I put the skis on, and he says, okay, you got to crouch down, and then the boat takes off, and immediately my right ski goes rips off. <laughs> so I have never skied before. I'm skiing one foot and the other foot is getting tore up. It was, it was kind of funny. <laughs> oh, 
Well, I found out the reason why Riley didn't want to go is because he was afraid. <laughs> I don't know if I can say this without laughing. He was afraid of losing his shorts in the water. <laughs> <laughs> well, that, <laughs> that that's a legitimate fear, I guess. <laughs> yeah. So, oh. The things but that... that <laughs> 12 year old come up with <laughs> well yeah I, I honestly as an adult I guess I wouldn't have thought about that but <laughs> oh that's great oh and and Pam went too her and I wrote it together well, a couple sweet. times and so yeah well cool but, um yeah and then that later that night we then went to the volleyball and then we had dinner and the worship service not really worship service it was just sing along a short sing little message Right. Yeah. I mean, it was just, it was great because you just felt like I, I got the sense of like, wow, if this is what heaven's going to be like, I really can't wait to be there because it was just, you had some great fellowship, some laughs and fun. And then you, you sang some awesome songs. It just was a great time. Sure. So I'm sure. glad I went. Yeah. Well, on the other side of the country, not really the other side, in Mississippi, we uh, went to this other camp. And uh, most of you guys don't know Salty, the the singing songbook, but I grew I grew up on it and my kids grew up on it. And so every time we go camping. wife loves to sing that song and that's what we did we went camping now this is my kind of camping i know it's july but we had a cabin and with air conditioning and i even brought a jacket just in case it got too cold there's a a term for that uh wimp it's called glamping glamping okay well whatever you want to call it it's you would be foolish to go tent camping in, in in mississippi or louisiana in july uh, that is, cra- yeah. Yeah, it is crazy to go camping in that weather, but we, yeah, we basically, yeah, it is. Yeah. The, the people are making fun of me because the pool water there, there was a pool and it was like, Oh, I don't know, 90, 95 degrees. Perfect for me. It might've even been <laughs> close to a hundred. I don't know, but that is just perfect. And Chuck had to laugh at me because I, I brought a jacket and he's like, what are you doing with it? I'm like, just in case inside is cold. <laughs> But uh, I don't like to be cold. Uh, if you know me, uh-huh. I you should see me in the wintertime. I am like seven layers. I'm the seven-layer dip in, yeah. the, in the south. You, you look like that kid on the, <laughs> yes. what's that, Mother Christmas story? Yes, that Alfie. is me, yes. <laughs> Except for there's no that snow true, around. Folks. <laughs> yeah. So. yeah. What did you guys do a couple of years ago when it snowed at your house? I mean, you guys must have... Oh, we had, a, we had a freeze here that was so cold. It got to 55 degrees in our house and our heater just could not. <laughs> and I'm like, this is, this is stupid. But, but anyway, so no, I, I, I enjoyed that trip. We, well, I'm going to talk about that in just a second, but first, so my, my, my daughter, Rebecca and yeah. Abigail, they were at Great. the camp that you were at, but then yep. right an hour away or something like that, they, they went to this week, they're at the Christian film festival. My daughter made a film, she submitted it and it didn't get selected or anything, but she still went to, to learn some things. By the way, I'm going to have in the description of the podcast, I'm going to have uh, links to some of the things that I'm going to be talking about here. So her video that she made is called faith over fear, which is kind of ironic because we're kind of going to talk about that a little bit but faith over fear is her video and you can go look at it on youtube it's just an amateur job she she wants to make it look really well and really good and and she did she did a very good job it's a short film so it's like 15 minutes long uh she did a very good job so it's called faith over fear i'll put the link in the description of the podcast i think the guy who played the the angry dad did an awesome job (laughs) the angry dad uh, that was me, but yes, the angry dad. Uh, I, people were, I scared a two-year-old, three-year-old. Uh, she he was like, Mr. Mike was mean. I was like, look at you guys ruining me. But anyway, one of the guys that were, was in the video, he was one of the main characters. His name's Cameron, and he does a lot of music. And I'm going to play some of his music in the background here. This is like the intro to the, uh, the uh, movie. 
So you could hear some of his music while, as I talk. Well, he submitted his music for the film festival and he had to do some music for a documentary that they gave everyone. And he submitted it and did some music. He wasn't even happy with it. He's one of the finalists. He uh, is in the top five. That is awesome. Yeah, so he is, so yeah, there's some music, that, some someone talking in the background there. But this is his music that is playing right now uh, in the background. So he does a very good job. He's very talented, and so he's in the top five. We're not sure when we're going to find out if he wins or you know what place he's going to get. I think that's coming up maybe Wednesday or is that Friday when they actually give awards out. I'm not sure, but I'm kind of excited to see what happens. That'd be cool if he wins the film festival for music. That'd be pretty cool. Yeah, that's awesome. So, that yeah, would be awesome. So that's his music, and we'll leave well, a link for his music also in the, in the description. So if you want to check him out, if you're a movie maker, uh, man, hook up with him. He's uh, he's good. He's talented. I really think. I mean, I'm just saying this because I'm not. I know I'm biased, but I think Rebecca did a great job. On she her did. Film. She did. Uh, yeah. It's tough competition. And it was well done. Yeah. It was very well done. No, it was well. It was very very well done, especially first time. And she wrote it, and she produced it. I mean, directed it too, right? She did direct it. Yeah, yeah. That's a, she did a great job. So, kudos to her. So I hope she continues. Yes, yes. She, so. so she will. She, we just had a technical difficulty here, but hopefully, uh, we got a backup recording. I stopped the recording by accident. <laughs> and uh, oh. yeah, but uh, so anyway, well, we got the backup. Um, so anyway, we're camping. So while we were at the camp, we met, there was a couple of things here. We had, uh, a friend of ours puts on this camp and he invited a couple of bands or brothers. Actually, one was the Gessler band, the Carl, Carl Gessler band, the KGB, as he called it, <laughs> the Carl Gessler band. <laughs> and he, he kind of did some of the worship time and puppet things their ministry, not their ministry. He likes to sing some songs and it was really good. I, I got to talk to him a good bit and uh, I'm, I'm actually going to probably interview him on the podcast sometime. He, he has a heart for fathers oh, nice. and he's got, no, he doesn't have seven dollars. That was the other one. Um, he's got a, a bunch of little kids and uh, so it was really great. The other guy was Jordan Michael Tuesday show, the Jordan Michael Tuesday show. He's a little bit more popular than we are by far on YouTube. <laughs> He's got about 4,000 subscribers. And so anyway, he puts on this show and it's, it's geared toward kids maybe. And he just puts on these skits. Very well done. Very funny. Uh, he writes all of his, all of his uh, material. It's all original and they put, they have props and it's it's very good lessons too. They they talk about different different things, uh, like self control was one of them, and so it was really 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 good. Uh, so I would I would definitely check out the Jordan Michael Tuesday show. He's on YouTube. Uh, we bought a couple of their videos, so I'm I'm curious to check them out. And uh, so anyway, that was pretty pretty cool. And the other thing though is that on our way home, actually, I was talking to you on the way home. We were about a half hour away from home. Yes. And it was pouring down rain. And I, I decided, you know, let, let's go ahead and just get off the phone. My wife was driving at the time. It was about 55 miles an hour on this windy road. And all of a sudden, this, this guy is pouring down rain, just decides to pass us in this turn going over 55. It was a no passing zone. And he passes us, gets back into the lane. And about that time, I look up and I'm like, well, babe, you might want to slow down. I know it's 55. She was going the speed limit, but I'm like, slow down. It's coming down hard. He goes off the road into the ditch, which it's deep ditches, comes up, hits a tree, nails a tree, spins around, ends up back on the road. It was, it was, it was kind of crazy. So I ran over there. I was honestly, I was expecting someone to be dead in the vehicle. And I walked, I yeah. ran up there and he was not very coherent. And I, I'm like, dude, are you all right? I'm going to call 911. He started cursing at me, said, man, don't call 911. I don't have my license. I'm like, okay, dude, you're not going <laughs> to drive away from this. His car is mangled. And anyway, he gets out of his car. So he's walking around. So I'm like, wow, man, these, this, this truck is indestructible 
and he's pick his wow. he had a pickup truck and there was stuff all over the road uh, it just like blew up it, we were right behind him and it just looked like his car blew up and it was it was raining cats and dogs it was gray it was very eerie uh felt like i was in a wow a horror film or something i just was like wow this is bad well, this is what people don't, they need to understand. I'm going to paint a picture here because this road you're talking about, it's not straight right. by any means. You get like the whole distance from, cause you, were, you, you were coming back from the Taytons, right? Yes, yes. Yeah. So that whole road, you have very little places where it's just a straight shot. Yep. It's a winding road. And, very windy. And where you're at, it, it's very narrow. Yeah, there, and, there are no no shoulders, <laughs> no shoulders. Deep yeah, ditches. you have absolutely no shoulder. I mean, it's like you have the edge of the road, and then it's a ditch, right? <laughs> and trees everywhere. Yes, that's. And he passed you on a curve like that. That is insane. Well, again, it was no wonder because, he went yeah, off. And you know, the first thing he said was, "Yeah, he started cursing his, you know, his phone." And I'm like, "Dude, you don't have a license. You're on your phone." You're passing me up in a no passing wow. zone. You're speeding. You need to. You need to go away, man. You just need to go away. Yeah. But he was he fine. Off the road. He, he seemed to be but, fine. Isn't that weird. It's like he usually, and I don't. It's hard to tell if he was intoxicated. Yeah, it was or not, hard but to usually tell. Those are the ones who survive. I know. Those accidents. Like, well, to be fair, that? the the if if there was a passenger, I don't know if that passenger would have made it because that side of the truck was oh, just yeah. mangled. And uh, he was on. It's a, it's a wonder he didn't flip the vehicle. Well, it was close. He definitely went airborne. Uh, but when, when he went airborne, he spun. He didn't flip. So he, he kind of came down right. in, into the ditch at an angle. And then as he came back up, he nailed the tree. And that's what kind of not flipped him, but flipped him up a little bit and spun him. And then he ended up almost, almost at a 360. And uh, he was right back almost where he started, but with stuff all over the road. It was crazy. That is, yeah, that is insane. You don't see yeah, that every day. That's for sure. Get thrown. Yeah. I mean, really that road is, it's narrow. Oh, it's, it's a crazy road. It is crazy. I mean, people have to see it because it's just, we, I'm not used to, I mean, like we have, Spaces. And then, the, like, if, for those listening that are in Texas that understand what a shoulder shoulder is on a, in Texas, <laughs> right? The, sh the shoulders are like an extra lane. It is. <laughs> Not so in Louisiana. But you guys have no shoulders. Nothing. I mean, it's, you might have you might have six inches. You have the line on the road the, on the right hand side, and then it's just a ditch, right? In trees, right? I'm like, it's crazy. I'm surprised he walked. I mean, I, wow. I, I thought for sure he he's, yeah. he was at least hurt, and uh, if not dead, I was like, I was afraid to look in the window. Honestly, I was like, oh boy, uh, we got to go. Wow, here. yeah, yeah. You walk up to the vehicle, you don't know what you're going to find. But. That's right. That's right. Ooh. All right. Well, this is we actually spent a good long anyway. time on uh, on our intro here, but we're gonna today we're gonna kind of get into. Actually, you had a question. Uh, from the last podcast and we're going to discuss that so kind of when and how to leave a church and uh, so it kind of you spurred that on by listening to the the last podcast so we'll explain that when we get back so go ahead and Joshua let's go ahead and get out of here and maybe we can fix some of the things that we messed up on all right you're listening to the Mike Charleston podcast We are back and we are going to be talking about our main subject today, which is, I, I don't know what we would talk, you know, talk, call it, Larry, it's uh, leaving the church or, or whatever it's called, because you had a very legitimate question. So you listened to the podcast last week and basically I have your question typed up here. It says, uh, this is what you texted me this and said, should I stay at the institutional yep. church here and try to fit in and make the best of it? 
or go somewhere where I do fit in and can contribute. So explain where that question kind of came from, because you're listening to the consumer. If you haven't listened to the previous podcast, go back to that one. It was called the consumer Christian. I don't know what it was called, but the the consumer one where we become consumers, where we want to uh, consume and, and our needs are being met. Right. Right. Yeah, because, you know, most people, you go to church, and the common thing is sort of, I didn't get anything out of it, or, or I'm not getting anything from this place. But like you guys said in the podcast, our attitude should be more of giving. What can I give? And so I, I, it just got me thinking of, okay, where we're at, one, I don't really feel like I fit in there. Right. We tried it and we, we've had some people over the house and, but, uh, so I was thinking, well, okay, I'm, tr- we're trying to make them, we're here and we're trying to make the most of it. And, but then I was like, well, should we just stay here or should we find something else and I, go somewhere else? So that's, that's just very good. The podcast that kind of spurred that. Yeah. So that's a good follow-up. I mean, it's a very legitimate question. So, but before we kind of answer that question, I got another Charleston theater. So take a look, listen to this, Larry. Well, honey, back at our favorite place. Maybe it's your favorite place, but it's not mine. What? You're the one who wanted to come here in the first place. Yes, I know, but things have changed around here. I mean, look at the flooring. It's ugly. The lighting is too bright, and I feel like the service isn't as good. Okay, but we are already here. Do you want to leave? I mean, those aren't good reasons just to get up and walk out. The food is still the same, right? Well, we can stay if you want, but honestly, I think the food isn't that good anymore either. They've changed the menu recently, and I'm not impressed. Well, I usually get the same thing, so I haven't noticed. Is it really that bad? Hello, my name is Susie. I will be your server today. Would you like to try our new menu item? It's a fresh roadkill armadillo topped with our monkey brain sauce. Actually, we have to leave now. Isn't that right, honey? Let's go. All right. (laughs) I hope you enjoyed that. The roadkill cafe? <laughs> Basically, yeah. So, uh, so yeah, it started making me think about your question and like, okay, so last week we went through the drive-through and uh, we got to pick what we wanted. But there is a legitimate time where, okay, so do we, just because there's a church, do we just stay in this church no matter what and try to make it work? That is kind of the question that you had, right? Right. So the, the yeah. is, is there a time? So the, the questions I had, I kind of have right here. It says, is there a time to leave the church? Yes, there is a time. Uh, we don't want that consumer mentality where we just go in and try to get our needs met. You know, where we have the children's church or the good children's program. Is that, is that how good is the youth program? And we try to compare uh, from McDonald's to Burger King, you know, and like, well, I prefer this church because it's got a hipper pastor. It's cool pastor. Or this church over here has got a, uh, a nice lobby area and like, it has a coffee shop over here and you start going around consuming churches like a business. Uh, well, which it kind of is, but the, the, but here's kind of the questions you can ask yourself. Okay. Larry, is it because you're, uh, why, why would you want to leave? Why would you want to leave? Is it because your, your needs aren't being met there? That's, a, that's, a, that's kind of a question you want to ask. Are my needs not being right. met there? And what are those needs? Another question is like, are you doing things that are unbiblical? Now, not personally, like you personally, but is the church doing right. things unbiblical uh, that you would claim that you would think is unbiblical? Are they uh, out of order in, in how they do things? Now, obviously, we have a difference of opinion on how the institutional church and the house church. We're not even talking about that. It could be either church at this point, uh, either right. style. Uh, the other one is, is it, is it interrupting your schedule? That's a funny one to me. But I thought about it because it, it, some people are like, well, this church, it doesn't have an early service. And I'd rather go to the early service so I could go to... Uh, the football game, or I can watch the football game, or I need to go do this, that, and the other. 
and I got to take the kids to soccer. So if they would have an early service, that would be great or a night service. So I can just skip the whole morning. You know, does it interrupt our schedule? Uh, is that a, is that a legitimate question there? Are the doctrines, are the doctrines false? That kind of goes with number two. Uh, you know, is this church, uh, have your doctrines changed to the point that you can no longer be a part because they are just, they're just the false doctrines that they're, that they're teaching. So anyway, those were a couple those of good questions. questions. Well, yeah, so we don't just think just because we disagree in one area that it's time to leave, right? That is not what we're trying to say. Right. So then, right. Yeah, so if I, the, I would say, like a doctrine, what would be so like? What would you say would be a doctrine that would spur you to want to leave a church? Okay, so easily the first one is. So say you're in a Jehovah Witness church and, and you just, you find yourself in one <laughs> where they don't teach that Jesus is God. Well, right there, it should be obvious. That's, that's an obvious one. Or you happen to be in the Mormon church because for whatever reason, you just wandered into the closest church near your house and it said Mormon on it. And you're like, well, hey, this is uh this, this is a church, but they're, they're obviously teaching false doctrines in there, but more on a subtle level. So this is where we, we can discuss that. Okay. So what I'm not a Calvinist, but say I go to a Presbyterian church or a Calvinistic church, uh, is, are those the doctrines that we talk about where we would say we need to leave, uh, because it's unbiblical. Maybe, maybe not. It, it depends on how much you can tolerate that doctrine. <laughs> um, I had friends of mine, I had two people I know that got saved while they were Catholics, and they stayed at the Catholic Church for two years. Both of them did this. They, they stayed at the, the Catholic Church for two years because they felt like God wanted them there to help minister to people and try to, you know, they just were there for two years until finally they just said, I can't. The, the, the doctrines and the things, the way they're doing the service just isn't, isn't biblical. And so they ended up leaving. So there is a season where you can tolerate bad doctrine. I know some people out there, I can't tolerate any bad doctrine. Well, then you can't tolerate yourself because at some point you've, you've held bad doctrine. But, uh, so if, if a church is in heresy, then yes, you can leave. But yeah, what degree is that heresy? That, that is what we're kind of talking about, right? Right. And I would say like some of the modern ecumenical churches that allow homosexual clergy. Yes. That would be a reason to leave. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. So, um, at this but, point, we're not even talking structure. I mean, that is, even though that's biblical issues, but we're not talking like, okay, because they have five staff members and I don't believe in five staff members, or I don't believe in one man. I believe in a plurality, plurality of elders and they don't do that. Well, that's a biblical issue too, but that's not right. exactly what we're, we're still just talking about doctrinal stuff at this point. Right. Right. So, yeah, I mean, I guess it could get to their view of the Bible and what is what, how they view the Bible. That's true, too. What if they don't hold the... Now, I know we're not, we're not going to talk about versions necessarily, but at the same time, it could be a version issue. But what if you have a church... Now, a lot of churches will say we hold up the Word of God to a, to a high standard, but there are some churches who honestly don't. <laughs> they just don't. Right. And <laughs> um, they're very loose with the Scriptures. So that would, that would be an indicator. Um, what about if the church is controlling? And when I mean controlling, yeah, okay, what do I mean by controlling? Like the Amish. Yeah, well, exactly, right? Yeah. Well, they say that uh, I, if, you, if you don't do what the bishop says, then you are shunned and you aren't welcome back in the church until you repent. I don't know of right? another church that's that strict, except for maybe Jehovah Witness, you know, all the cults. And, well, um, some of the some of the strict fundamental independent Baptists are that way. They not necessarily. Yeah, because well, when I was a teenager, we went to this Christian school. It was an independent Baptist church, fundamental and all that. Right. And a friend of mine, I used to stay at their house all the time, and then we'd go to church on Sunday. And his brother one day. One Sunday, he's at the back with a clipboard, and I'm like, what are you doing? He's like, oh, I'm taking roll. I said, what do you mean taking roll? He goes, I'm checking to make sure all the members are here. Or else? I'm like, or yeah, I'm like, I guess they would, 
find out why they weren't there and they would check whether they were tithing rather regularly. Sure. Sure. I'm like, that's, that's controlling. And then I, to the other, I guess, extreme, I, some of the, I have cousins that are part of, um, a holiness Pentecostal. Sure. And kind of the same thing that the, you know, the, in their church setting, the pastor and the elders rule the people. Right. And, in so much that one of my cousins, it was the elders, they said they prophesied that they should not have children. Oh, wow. So they've been married almost as long as we have, and they never had any children. Right. And and that, yeah, that, that's a problem right there, right? You start to yeah. go into, so this is like, last week I talked a little bit about, now I'm all for biblical church leadership and i'm not i don't i don't want a free-for-all i don't believe in a free-for-all and just like we're all equals here we're all equal in 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 god's eyes but some of us are more mature in christ and some of us are babes and we don't want the babes uh taking control of a meeting or taking control of the church but we don't need the leadership to lord it over us and start telling us you can't homeschool your kids or you you have to homeschool your kids or you have to wear right. certain clothes, or you can't wear it. Once they start sub, uh, usurping the husband's authority, that's where I think you're, you become controlling. Nothing is going to usurp the husband's. He still has authority in his household, and he still can determine what his family is going to do, how they're going to serve God. And you, you can't tell people what how to how to do their lives in particular ways. You can give them good suggestions and you can even say, Hey, I have a word of knowledge here, but you better, it better be of the Lord. And, uh, right. like that one is, wow. You can like point to scripture and say, is that really a biblical thing? Or is this just unique to them? And were they, were they struggling with this issue and thinking that maybe they like, what, what, what's going on? You know, why would they even say that? It doesn't even make sense. But, um, so anyway, um, well, that brings me to the third point yep. of, I think, what do you have here? Um, or is it? Yep, you're right. Oh, because it reminds me of what uh, you guys mentioned on the podcast was, you know, we had that consumer mentality of we're, we look for a church that yes. would meet our needs. And I there is, a, I guess, a point to that. But if that's all you're looking for is, what can I get out of it? Yes. Then you're always going to, then you're probably going to get into a spot where nothing's going to meet your, all your needs. No, absolutely not. Right. It, I mean, it, that's not why we, we do church, right? Right. And, but th- th- it seems like, and maybe I'm wrong, but it seems like the way church is structured nowadays, that that's what it's geared toward is to have people come to get something out of it. In other words, there's always churches now are, you know, they, they have these elaborate music programs sure. to get people in and all these youth programs and the little kids. Yep. The lobby. The, 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 we have a friend of ours who's been to many churches and he says, man, he's got a collection of gift bags that they've given him and they're trying to get him to come back and, Man, they actually came to his door while we were having church at his house, and they had like full size wow. Snicker bars. I was like, "Hey, man, I might go visit them right. if I get a Snicker bar." It was yeah. full size too. It wasn't I, those mini ones. I got the best. I know the absolute best <laughs> gift for visiting a church. This is great. I did tell you this. Yes, go ahead. <laughs> I, Okay, people are not going to believe this, but you did see them, right? I, well, I don't did know. Did I show them to you? Yeah, I don't know. Or did but I tell, just tell you about it? Okay. I believe you. I'm not going to call you a liar. Go ahead. It's a funny story. Yeah. I, <laughs> so I go to this little church by our house. It's literally like two miles, maybe three miles from right. our house. And I thought, well, let me just go visit just to see because we were looking. I go at the end of the service, this little old lady comes up to me. She goes, Oh, we got a gift for first time visitors. So hold on. I'll be right back. <laughs> she comes back. <laughs> this is just so funny. <laughs> a, a pair of safety glasses. Uh, from open. Harbor Freight. 
They're they're well, open. <laughs> they're used. They're used safety glasses. <laughs> Unbelievable. It was the greatest thing ever. <laughs> oh, you were I'm probably like, Larry. Wow. What are you doing? That was exactly what you were thinking. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> uh, we laughed so hard when I came home because I was the only one that went, and uh, <laughs> it was just hilarious. We laughed so hard about that. But anyway, maybe she thought you was... were the janitor and and you needed to to go work on something. I, that is that is yeah, a bizarre uh, gift. Like, look, man, that outdoes all the that that outdoes <laughs> the 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 bags of of free coffee, the coffee mugs, the, the oh, candy, yeah. the the pamphlets. <laughs> oh man, that oh, does them all. Anyway, we're straying oh. off real real quick. Oh yeah, I'm sorry about that. No, that's a good story. That's a that's an awesome story. Um so anyway, what so basically what I was kind of what we were talking about uh, earlier um on the way home, we talked about this just a little bit because you had a very legitimate question, I thought. So, okay, I am, I, I'm stuck here, but you say I shouldn't be that consumer mentality. And I kind of agree, but how do I, how, how and why should I leave? And okay, you're making some points here, but like I've said before, no matter the system, you can still do your best to do what the Bible says. So right. what I mean by that, and is that no matter if you're in this institutional church, Catholic, very high liturgy church, uh, a Presbyterian church, a Lutheran church, for one, you may question why you're there to begin with. But if that's right, you, yeah, exactly. um, or, or you're in a house church, or whatever kind of church you're in, uh, if you do not like it, first and foremost, your, your, your response should be, what can I do to be a blessing to this church? How can I try to change it? Can I do the things that I'm convicted about in the Bible? Can I do them here? So first and foremost, like I've told people that tried to join our, our, our fellowship at one point, I'm like, well, what you're disgruntled about over there, you're going to be disgruntled over here. So what did you do to try to change over there? Did you try to do Bible studies over there? Did you try to invite people over to your home and just have them for supper? And did you try to uh, get involved in, the, in, in some of the things that they were doing? No. Well, you didn't try hard enough to make it work over there. So you're, you're coming over here bringing your problems. So that kind of reminds me of, I was talking to a fellow at this, this previous camp that we just went to. Shout out to uh, uh, Moose. Moose, you know who I'm talking about. Uh, that's his nickname. <laughs> uh, but no, I was talking to his Moose's dad. And uh, he was telling me that his house, he had a house church that he had for a while. And it just kind of fell apart. And so he didn't want to just do nothing. So he joined a church, a local church that pretty much all of his family was going to. And he said he tried and tried to, to participate in the meetings. He tried to have people come over to his house and to the, to the point that uh, it was about two or 300 people. And he tried to get the pastor to come over. And the only reason why the pastor came was because they kind of shamed him into it. <laughs> You know, he said, maybe we should have the pastor come over. And his wife was like, there is no way the pastor is going to come to our house. And he was standing right behind her. And uh, so that was, oh, awesome. yeah, that was, that was brutal. <laughs> but he, he was telling me that in the, in the, I don't know how long he was there, but it was about two to 300 people. Now, not two to 300 families, but he invited everyone to come to his house. And he said only two families came to his house. Two families were willing to come over, open up the Bible, discuss, eat, fellowship, get to know one another. People wanted to just stay in their church and not get to know one another, or they're just stuck in their ways. At that point, he, was, he tried to do what he could do, to live his convictions within a system that didn't really let him live all of his convictions. So he tried, and it didn't work. So at that point, he's like, I got to go. And I, I think that's very legitimate wow. at that point. Yeah, um, yeah. If you're trying, now, you so, remind me. Of, yeah, trying, and I, you just reminded me of something. I just, I didn't mean to cut you off. Go, go ahead. Um, so, with this same theme, there. What about a situation where, like, you invite people to your house, and you want to have, you say, "Well, this, let's just come over for dessert or something." Well, well, we're going to do a Bible study on whatever, right? The Book of Romans. Sure. And then the pastor finds out and he gets upset 
because it's not a church sanctioned event. Right. Which is funny to me, but anyway. Well, yeah. I mean, but I could see that being an issue. Oh, that's happened. Right. Okay. So what do you, what are your thoughts about that? So once again, it, the, 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 my point still stands that I think that you should still try to do whatever you can to make it work. Because trust me, the, we'll give you, the, we're going to go to a break soon and then we'll come back and give you like example stuff to do. What you can do to, to get, um, uh, once you finally made that decision, you're leaving, uh, what, what next? We'll kind of give you some answers. But in the meantime, you know, try to do whatever you can. And so, yeah, if that is, the, if that is the case, that is, that is where you can't part. That's when you can't uh, live out your convictions. That's one of those things where I'm trying here to, to just, I believe that we need to be involved in each other's lives. So what's wrong with opening up the scriptures at that point, the pastor is being controlling and like, it's not church sanctioned. There is nothing in the Bible that says believers cannot open up the Bible and discuss it amongst themselves. The church is not in charge of that. <laughs> Believers are to do that on a daily basis, to encourage one another and, and, and bless one another and be like, hey man, I was reading in, in Psalms 1 and the blessed man here, let me read it to you. No, you can't do that. You're not the pastor. That's ridiculous. Um, so at that yeah. point, I think you well, have your answer. Yeah. yeah, I think so. You're right. Now, another point with that, I've just thrown some things out there. Sure. I know some people, some organizations, churches have this idea that, cause you mentioned about, um, you know, leaving and maybe starting something. This maybe I'm jumping ahead, sure. but some places have this idea that unless you're commissioned from a church with ordained elders, right. You're not a legitimate that church. You're not legitimate. Yeah, well, oh. then all the denominations are illegitimate because someone <laughs> left a church and started it and wasn't sanctioned by uh, most of the people that they left from, probably. They just said, hey, I'm going to go out and start spreading the good news, and people were getting saved, and they started a church. I don't know if you know Charles Wesley had to be sent out by a, a, a body. He just was like, hey, I'm going to preach and basically started the Methodist church and same thing with Luther. I, I don't think, I think Luther tried to, he tried to, he tried to stay Catholic. He, he tried to fix right. the Catholic church and it just didn't work. So he, he, he got excommunicated and they tried killing him actually. And, yeah. and yeah. so he had to, he had to leave and he had to start. So he wasn't sanctioned uh, by any church. He just started his thing. So most of these denominations are started just like that where they're like, hey, this isn't working. I'm going to start just believing and preaching. So, yeah, I, I, I obviously don't believe all that. Uh, Jesus Christ right. sends us. The Holy Spirit sends us. I don't need another man. Now, in a perfect world, maybe you could say, well, other churches from our denomination, but I don't believe in denominations. So, right. you, know, yeah. that's, <laughs> you know, you're talking to the wrong person. <laughs> uh, so anyway... Um, Let's see, why don't we go ahead and, and take a, a break here, and then when we come back, we'll kind of give you some little answers and maybe things that you can think about that if you're at that point where the church is, has gone reprobate, they're not, they're not giving you a, an opportunity to use your gifts, and you want to move on to something else. We'll, we'll kind of cover that in uh, just a second as we come back. The Mike Charleston Podcast. The Mike Charleston Podcast. Hey guys, thank you for listening to the podcast. If you want to get involved with the podcast, ask a question or make a comment, just email us at talk at fellowshipofbelievers.org. That's talk at fellowshipofbelievers.org. Leave your comment, uh, ask a question, and we can we will answer it. Or Thank you very much. Okay, we are back and we are talking about what to do when your church has, you don't want to be that consumer mentality, but you want to, it's time to leave. Well, how do you do that and what do you leave? So Larry, we're going to come up with some things here that people can think about. I'm sure this is not exhaustive, 
but we'll give them some things to, some things to think about, huh? Right. So the first thing right. I would say is now, I called it the fear and faith motivation. And you kind of asked me, what do you mean by that? And so, so like a conviction <laughs> is faith. Disgruntledness is a fear. Like you're afraid that something bad's going to happen. You're afraid that this is wrong. You're afraid. It's just fear motivated. And we've had a number of people come into our fellowship where they just are so upset at the institutional church. They're disgruntled. They're unhappy for whatever reason. They didn't get their needs met. And they're just, they're upset, which can easily happen in a church. And I tell them that if they're coming for the wrong reasons, you're going to be upset with us too. Trust me, we're going to let you down. Our way of doing things is probably not going to be perfect in your standards. And you're going to be just as disgruntled as you were there. You're going to be disgruntled here. And so what I like, I like to call it the faith. So if you have a conviction, then that's what we're looking for. That if you believe that this is the way you're supposed to meet, or this is the, the doctrines that you believe, and, and you're holding those convictions, you're going to stand with that a little bit longer. You're not going to just be a fly-by-night. You're not going to be like, well, this church doesn't do what I want. It's not filling me. It's not meeting my needs. You're, you're back in that taker mentality instead of being a giver. Like, this is a place where I can give. This is a place that I can fellowship. This is a place that I can use my gifts. And this is, this is the place that I need to be. So that aspect is what we call conviction or, or faith. I want people to get to that point where they're motivated by faith. Now, obviously, Hebrews talks about that, where, where without faith it's impossible to please God. Now, took it all out of context a little bit, but it's still true that we want to do everything by faith. And so when I left the, the house, when I left the institutional church, I was in Bible college on my way to be a, a pastor. And uh, one of the elders in the, the house church that we were in, he challenged me on my thinking. And I was like, man, you're right. I don't see the institutional church in the Bible. I see this, this other way of meeting and gathering. And it's more vibrant. It's more lively. It's, it's, it's just seems like what the book of Acts is more like. So I wanted to go that route. I came, I studied for about a year, studied everything that there was to about this model, this house church model, as opposed to the institutional church model. And I came up to the conclusion that, yes, I'm going this direction. I am motivated by faith now. I am motivated by conviction. I'm motivated by truth. I'm not motivated by feelings anymore. I'm not motivated by, oh, I'm not getting what I want at this place or that place. They could go do what they want. I don't care. I am convicted that this is the right way. So I'm going to go by faith into this group. So it was easier for me to, to jump into that. Does that make sense? It does. Yeah. And I know, you know, we spent time talking about, and we probably sound a little disgruntled talking about the <laughs> right. institutional church. However, I'd say this, <laughs> we did that just to Absolutely. point out the, some issues that are with, that are inherent with an institutionalized sure. church. Not that we were, in a sense, disgruntled, although maybe you could well, say it, I am a little bit. You can still, it can have story. both. <laughs> we won't make it about Well, me, yeah, you can so. still be disgruntled yeah, and do it in faith because you're just, you're frustrated that your convictions, you, that's where you were at. You still had the convictions, but you didn't have a, a way to live your convictions. And that's kind of what we're going to talk about right now. What to do right. about that. Right. And I. Yeah, I will say that the point where I'm at now is I feel like, and this leads right into where we're going, is I don't feel like I can contribute. Right. That I, I mean, I, I don't know. I mean, some people say well, I have a gift of teaching. I don't know, whatever. I do enjoy sure. teaching the Bible, and I do I have a good grasp of Bible doctrine and those things. But I don't, I don't have an, an outlet it's a church we're at because that's, those things have already been right. fulfilled by somebody else. Exactly. And so there, I don't, I want to give, I want to give and I want to contribute. I just don't, there's not a place so for that. Breeds frustration. Just, so it's not like I, right. It's not that I'm disgruntled because I'm not my, I'm, I'm not getting some kind of need that I haven't, 
I guess they say my need is I want to contribute. I want to be a part of. Yeah, and, you want to live your convictions, and, and it's being it's very difficult to right. do that in certain settings. And so, so we had we okay, have a exactly. uh, a family that just recently joined our fellowship, and I like exactly what he said. I won't say his name. I don't want to embarrass him, but they. But I love what he <laughs> said because I didn't really ask him. He just came out and told me, and uh, and he said in the past he's had issues with the church. Uh, he's had a little bit problems here and there, but this time it's not, they, he, and he's wanted to leave in the past and many times like, Oh, that's it. I'm, I'm out of here. But he didn't, he stuck it out and, and made it work <laughs> until this time. He just said, you know what? We just feel like God wants us here. And I'm, how can you argue with that? And, and on the flip side, we have another friend that was right. at this previous camp and he goes to a mega church and, and I, I challenge him sometimes and I ask him, why do you, you, they don't even like you. Why do you keep going to this church? And and he's like, well, because this is why I believe God wants us. That is hard to argue with. You just you have to go with where you think God wants right. you first and foremost. And if that's that's a conviction, that's exactly what we're talking about. So he he didn't necessarily do what I think was right, but that's he's not pleasing me. <laughs> he's he's got to please God, and maybe that is the place where he needs right, to be exactly. right now. And so, yeah, this new family, they, they just joined us. They're coming with the attitude of faith that, hey, this is where God wants us. And we're not disgruntled. We're not just raving mad at the institutional church. We're just, hey, this is where God wants us for right now. He's not promising how long he's going to be here. Hopefully it's, it's for a while. <laughs> but uh, so I, I like that right. aspect of it. So now, so let's have some what are some things that we can do? So th this is, okay, you've gotten to that point where you're like, okay, you told me to try to endure. We don't want that mentality of just going to the drive-through and ordering your what you want and you're not getting your meat. You, you want to be a giver and not a taker. So now we've realized that the church that I'm at is not fulfilling any of those things. They're unbiblical on certain things. They're not teaching good doctrines. I'm trying to live my convictions and I cannot. So what do I do now? So Larry, do you have anything that you think that you, what would you say? I wrote down a couple of things here, so you have no idea what I wrote down. <laughs> so I'll, I'll give you the first, right, I have no idea. I'll give you the first go. Um, I would say, like we touched on a little bit, like you said earlier, try to open your house up to people to bring them in and maybe, like you said, start, start a with Bible family study, and friends, right? Or, with family and friends, or you can find share the gospel with somebody if they get if they are interested. You can maybe invite them to your house. Okay, and, that's number one and two that I wrote down so start, far. You took them both. Oh, <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> we didn't no, talk we about didn't, this earlier, but that's good. so that's I, good. I don't know what. Yeah. So, um, well, that, that's so, all I got. Yeah, yeah. So starting so a Bible study is an easy <laughs> one. And actually, I was talking to a guy, shout out to Uriah, uh, he's, he was talking to me, and I was trying to help him find a, a place where he lives, and, and eventually I'm like, you know what, you could just start it. It's harder, it's hard to start it, you know, but just invite some family, some friends, whomever, and just open up the Bible, sing some songs, pray, eat together, just discuss your lives, discuss the Bible, and don't worry about church leadership and how to organize at this point. Just do Bible study, study the Word of God, get to know each other. Uh, that's that's the kind of the easiest way to do it, but it's still kind of hard. The other one is just go out witnessing, like you said, just witness. And it, once they get saved, boom, you got a church. <laughs> where else are they going to go except for with you? So that's a little bit harder because it doesn't sound like people are getting saved left and right these days, but you can try and uh, right. try to start a revival and get people saved and that church will be lively, trust me. Uh, the other thing I thought, uh, I have two more. Yeah. One is just deal with it. You can't start it, you, you're out witnessing, no one's getting saved, but you still need to be connected to, don't just separate yourself completely. You have to endure and you just have to deal with it. Go to that church, uh, even if you don't like it, still do your best and at the end of the day at least show your face people will appreciate it in some way you're a blessing to some person 
They're not going to stop you from praying with people. They can't stop you from doing that. You can, you can help people. Uh, if, if there's older people that need help, you can go be a blessing to them. You do whatever it takes to be a part of the body of Christ. And number four, and, and I, say, I say this jokingly, right. but uh, I'll, I'll say it, move. And, uh, you know, I jokingly told you that the other day, <laughs> and, uh, but, but seriously, I, I feel like I'm being preached at, I no, but no, no the, 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 but seriously, it's if, if you know that where you're at is just kind of dried up and, and I'm not saying just move willy nilly. Uh, you've asked me that question before is what's a good reason to move, no. um, apart from job, you know, my job is yeah, going to make I me did. move. But some people's job might make them move and then they kind of have to right. move. But if I'm moving my family, I'm, I'm the first thing I'm looking for is not a better piece of property, even though that's up there or a better house. I'm looking at is this going to be around other believers that I'm in fellowship with? Can I can I be we've got friends all over the yeah. country, so we can we could if I'm going to move out of state, I'm going to first and foremost say, OK, where are the is there a bigger concentration of people I can fellowship with and just move there. And cause I, that is more important to me than property, than houses, than jobs or anything. The fellowship of the believers is the most important thing to me apart from Christ and, and my family. But, but I think that is, that is, right. that would be a thing. Now that is drastic to be fair. <laughs> that is, you're moving your family. It so is. it's no, that's not I don't necessarily suggest that unless you're just that desperate. <clears throat> well, Larry, <laughs> what are you doing? Uh, just to let the listeners know, we've been trying no, to get Larry to move over by us for years, and it's not it's a bit it's like an inside joke now for us. So uh, here, in reality, this is and this is a good point. What you're saying, and this has actually happened to us a couple of times. So we started we tried to start different Bible studies. And one of the time, one, one particular time we did, uh, we were going to go through Michael Pearl has a book, just a short one called divine sure. by divine design. Good book, short, concise, but really good. And we were just going to go through that and compare it with the scripture. And like that. so we had people coming. Well, then they just started, right. They just stopped. And so the, here's how the structure of the Bible study was, was it was open debate. If you have some questions, if you disagree or whatever, you're free to state your sure. opinion or ask your question or disagree and whatever. It was fine. And that was made clear at the beginning. So it wasn't like this is what we believe and you're going to fall, fall in line or whatever. And, a couple of people right. just quit coming. And so I asked, I asked Andrew, I'm like, what, what happened? Found out <laughs> these sure. are Christian people, but their, their doctrines were challenged in such a way that they could not answer them. So instead of, um, either changing their doctrine and falling in line with the Bible, they just stopped they being just challenged. Quit coming. Right. Because they didn't, they stopped That's being challenged because they didn't want to have to be, they didn't want their pet doctrines to be well, questioned sure. without, with them not having an answer. So it was like, wow, that what an eye opener. I mean, these are supposed right. to be Christian people. And so, yeah, there is a point where, like you said, where it just kind of dries up where you're at and, it's well, yeah, and, and so when you and, make and here's the this will tie into what you just said a little bit that the key here is that when you leave and I don't know these people that kind of left they're kind of the opposite there where they just left and kind of ghosted you there but when we yeah. leave the the intent is that these people are believers they should be in in the church there there might be people who aren't right. but for the most part you're assuming that some of these people are believers. You do not want to leave bitter. You do not want to leave with a grudge. You do not want to leave. Just leave them in peace. Let them do their thing and, and let them move on. Uh, there's no, you don't have to try to win them over to your way necessarily. 
uh, even though they're good friends, maybe you can invite your good friends over, but you don't have to rebuke the pastor. You don't have to right. rebuke the church and go out and march around seven times and take off yeah. your sandals and, you know, just leave, <laughs> you know, maybe you have to give a reason if you're been a longtime member and just tell them like, look, and be honest with them. And I, I've been reading in scriptures and I see things a little differently and I have to live my convictions and I'm, I'm, I'm going to go seeking elsewhere. Uh, just be open and honest. Do it lovingly. That is the point. We don't want to be, we don't want to be bitter. Th- that is the worst. You don't want to bring a bitterness right. into your next fellowship, whatever it is. I don't care if it's a house church, an institutional style church, a, whatever it is. Do not bring bitterness into that church. That'll destroy it quicker than anything. Well, that's a good point, and and I'd say the sometimes the best thing to do is just be discreet right. and. Slip, slip and out most the of the times, they, they won't even knows. notice too much, but sometimes they will. Like one of the, the members, I don't even call him member, but you know, one of the guys that come to our fellowship, he slowly left his church and, and he wanted to make sure we weren't a cult or anything. And so he finally finally started coming all the time. <laughs> and, and his pastor just, all he says is, we'd love you to come back because you're not part of a real church. Well, that's not going to convince him. He's like, well, I'm enjoying it over here. And okay, so because they're because they talk about covering, which we could talk about that later, but you don't really have anybody, no covering. Right. And I'm like, well, you don't either, but it doesn't matter. But anyway, he just it didn't convince right. him enough because, and they don't go after him. They just like, okay, well, it took him a couple of weeks to realize that he was gone, and so it's it's kind of sad, uh, unless you're a Sunday school teacher, a worship leader or on staff, it, it takes them a while to figure out that you're gone. And uh, that's too bad. Where in our right. fellowship, we know right away when you're gone. Yeah. So it's like uh, they haven't been <laughs> yeah, here exactly. and I don't know why. And they're not answering my calls. <laughs> so anyway. Yeah. It's a little, yeah. It, it does. And it, there's no perfect um, system. That, that is what we have to re- remember that. The things that we're reading yeah, in the book good. of Acts and in the in the New Testament and trying to come up with that, that New Testament style of church that some people call house church or organic church, whatever they call it, we have to realize that that is, we're not, we're not practicing it perfectly, probably. We are doing our best. And we, we know the problems in the institutional style church and the, the one man leading the church. We understand some of those problems. But we have rejected that for something else and realized that that might be wrong, too, that some of the things that we're doing might be wrong. So keep that in mind. Be open to the scriptures. Be challenged by the scriptures and not just by tradition, the traditions of men. So anyway, be, be challenged by the scripture. Exactly. And, and in the words of John oh, Kennedy, yes. ask not what you can do for your church but rather what, no, I got that backwards. <laughs> I messed it up. Look at that. I had. I was perfect. wondering where you're going. I, <laughs> that's not what your church can do for you, but what you Absolutely. can do for your church. If you have that mentality <laughs> of loving one another and I'm, I'm, I'm going to give, I'm a giver at this point. And that doesn't just mean money. You know, Americans, we think money, money might be part of it, right? but I'm a giver. I want to give of something that I have what I've been studying this week, what I've been going through, what, what time I have, I want to spend with people and get to know them and, and, and pray for them. And, and all that spiritual giftings that we have, you can, you can do that. Um, so you just have to look hard and, uh, and try. Yeah, that's it. And, and I think you touched on a big point is not to be bitter and, and, and I, and I said this, I said, you know, in my question, was, when I when you had it here, I think I said, no, I think in another conversation, I said about being stuck. Oh yeah, like right. I'm that was part here. of the same. I just, I just, I isolated the question. Right. Right. But that sort of not, it's not a good attitude really to have in, because when you when you get that mentality of I'm just stuck here, then that can lead to bitterness. It can, and, yes, and that is true. So it that is absolutely true, and that's something I do need to fight against because I do get cynical. And well, like I we know said, you're kind of in a unique, you're in a unique place where 
you have these convictions that you would like to to live out. It's not like you're ignorant and you're just you're just mad because you're not getting what you want. Uh, you're just you have convictions and you're not being able you're being kind of stifled a little bit and that's frustrating but like you said you got to be very careful because that frustration can lead to bitterness and then you just upset and then you get mad and you're right. just like I'm, i hate the whole system and and, yeah. and you got to be careful I, I, yeah i was there i quit for a while i just right. like church i'm done sure just all of it for a couple of years and and that was a wrong attitude and i think and i probably shouldn't okay. say too much here but I would say one of our kids kind of, no, I'm just going to put it out there for, because it might help somebody. I, I think that sort of cynical, disgruntled, bitter attitude rubbed off on sure. one of my children. And, and you know, I, I, I have to live with that. And, you know, it's a, you know, I've asked God for forgiveness. I asked them for forgiveness as well. But still, it was, it was, sure. I, it was done. You know, so that's you, it's a good point for people to keep in mind is that that can creep in, and once you let that grow, it it can destroy. Absolutely. So, I mean, what Proverbs talk about the root of bitterness? You know, it is it it can destroy. And well, I was just gonna say, is it is it, is it Proverbs? Remember, but, <laughs> but it, it might yeah, be Proverbs. But uh, I thought it was. Uh, um, uh, I, I can't think of it where it is right now, but I thought it was Hebrews. Yeah. And maybe it's Hebrews, but yeah, anyway, it's, um, it can be destructive is the point. So we got to watch, we got to be careful. Absolutely. With that. And so, so whatever situation you are, may, try Absolutely. to make the most no, of no, it. No. And if you can't, then there may be a time where you, like you said, there, you may, get to an extreme measure where it's time to move. Yeah. And I was so, just looking up bitterness and it is Hebrews twelve fifteen, but, uh, I, yeah. I wish I had my ding, ding, ding. And, uh, <laughs> but no, <laughs> uh, but no, that's right. Yeah. I don't know why I thought of Proverbs. There you go. <laughs> so uh, Joshua was quick on the board. Oh, so anyway, well, that, that is, that's yeah. kind of what we have today. Uh, I hope that, I hope that helps. I know, this actually was kind of a weird podcast because the question actually came from one of the hosts and uh, which was actually pretty good yeah. because <laughs> it helped kind of round out what we were talking about. Cause there is that time where you don't want to be that consumer, but then it's like, but I don't want to be stuck in a bad church. If there is, if they don't hold the word of God strongly and their doctrines are, are fading and they're going away and you know, we're not talking about personality things. Like I just don't like the color of this or their music right. styles, just not my taste. Well, you can deal with stuff like that a little bit, but we're talking about yeah, serious, I, you know, know, salvation issues. And if all of a sudden they start changing into uh, bapti baptism saves you, well, you got a problem, you know? So then, then you might right. have to either confront the pastor if you can, because he's the guy that can maybe change that. And if you can't, then just, leave peacefully. You don't have to go marching one day and shut down the service and, and, and prophesy over them and how bad they are. You don't have to do all that. Just, just kind of leave. Right. And if they, if they bring out the rattlesnakes, <laughs> yeah, the rattlesnakes. Leave. yeah, leave quickly. <laughs> so anyway, it, yeah. that, I think that's it. So remember some of the things we talked about earlier, I'm going to leave the description in the in the podcast thing, you just go down at the bottom and I'll leave links to yeah. Rebecca's video and Cameron's music. So Larry, uh, I will talk to you, I guess next week or maybe not next week. I don't know what exactly is next on the, the menu, but, uh, but we'll talk soon. You've been listening to the Mike Charleston podcast.